0: Welcome to the Inside in Indian Country podcast, your premier source of accounting and business discussions affecting Indian country. Presented by REDW.
1: Welcome to Inside an in Indian Country podcast, your go-to source for insightful discussions over all matters affecting Indian country, including financial and human resource uh, issues. And we hope today will be an exciting set of topics and discussions for you whether or not you're sitting with us today grab a cup of coffee going for a run going for a walk you know hopefully all that um this information today is great for you today we have sam Bowen chair reynolds and laurel roybold sorry if i get the and uh we're gonna you know talk and focus around an article issued in, in april of 2023 one of the Issues that were there was talking about what kind of data can tribes use to make, you know, hiring decisions or even, you know, make uh, certain salary decisions. I know that there's multiple different tools out there, which, you know, REW has one. You know, one of the things is. When we're talking about moving into from 2023 to 2024, now it's it's probably budgeting season for a lot of, you know, travel organizations and organizations organizations as a whole. What tool does RDW have that can be utilized to, you know, make some of those important decisions, especially factoring things in such as inflation, which obviously leads to a rise in cost. So maybe somebody can jump in on that and answer that question.
0: Okay. So RADW does offer a compensation and benefits study as a tool that tribes can use to compare themselves to not only other tribes, um, but also to other people competitors in their marketplace. And I want everyone to understand a people competitor, it doesn't have to be in the same industry. They don't have to be tribal. They, they just have to be someone who's hiring the same people that you're trying to hire. So if you have a comprehensive um, compensation and benefit study, you really can analyze that data and determine, you know, hey, are we, do we have the right offerings to attract and retain the best
1: people? In my experience with this, a lot of the time what's been kind of difficult is, you know, there's 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 plenty of tools out there, right, for compensation studies and such. But What sometimes seems to be, you know, the biggest issue when, you know, we we talk to maybe uh, executive level management that work with tribes or even in the gaming industry with tribal gaming, if they're not in a metro area, if you will, or more rural, you know, there's obviously can be some differences there. So if you could maybe explain some of that and really what a hiring executive might need to think about when pulling data like that, you know, and then. Obviously, I, I would think that what we have at RDW would helpfully solve that issue, you know, especially with those type of factors.
0: Yeah. And I will definitely start by just saying you cannot rely on the data that you get from what we jokingly call the interwebs. Um, that data is crowdsourced. It's not accurate. It's not historical based on what people are actually paying. Um, it's oftentimes what people want to make that you're pulling from that data. And there there are other tools out there. I'll be honest with you. You know, there are some great tools. There are- Very, very expensive tools. And none of them focus like our tools do on actually getting survey data from tribes or focus on getting that data from tribes in rural areas as well. And a lot of times they don't even have the geographic factoring for those specific geographic areas. And I would love Laurel to speak to our Compi software and what we have available. So I'm going to turn it to Laurel.
2: Qualties is a phenomenal tool. It's a web-based platform and it is 100% comp 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 and it is pulling data, probably if you had to put a dollar figure on it, it's packed full of about $150,000 worth of salary survey data, including our own tribal surveys that we do for gaming and government. And so You know, depending on what your geographical region is that you're interested in, I mean, you're pulling from just thousands upon thousands of available data points that it feeds into your specific organization. And so in addition to giving you real accurate salary information, you know, copies also takes it even further than that it allows you to model and forecast for any number of you know merit based or just cost of living increases and then on top of that it even has a multi criteria bonus planning module so i mean it is packed full of all kinds of things all manner of compensation that one would want to consider when either looking at internal, you know, compensation or just trying to figure out how to be ready to go to market. And I mean, I could not sing its praises enough.
0: And so I do also want to address the budgeting concern, um, Wes, that you brought up as well, because we understand that tribes have to go through the process of getting their budgets together in advance. So if you're in that process now, it's not too late to also get some more affordable solutions in the interim. And as Laurel mentioned, our tribal compensation survey can be a great interim tool for them to use. Um, And I'm just going to get give the plug here, the more tribes that participate in our survey, the better the data is going to be. So we're encouraging everyone to participate in that really, really important tool.
1: As I think about, you know, what, what you guys are discussing now, I I, I sit on a, uh, a board of a tribal enterprise and, you know, we went through more recently a salary increase discussion, right. And implemented it. The, the thing that, you know, kind of came to light was at that time was the type of data that was used to you know make those decisions. Not not that it wasn't the greatest, but I just felt like there could have been something that was more pinpoint to you know an organization like ours. Uh, and the second thing was what we've also noticed is that generally uh, management would just say, okay, 3%, you know, meet you know cost of living increase. But you know, is that really fair? You know, at the end of the day, we actually have to ask that question. You know, as as board members, like, is that is that really fair? You know, given you know inflation increases, um, uh, whether or not you know, how do we maintain the right core group of people to make sure that the organization is performing at its best? Right, so. Now, knowing that we would have this type of data would have been awesome, you know, uh, because what we found out from our HR, the HR department was that they kind of just pulled something from, uh, I don't know, the, the, the pay.com or something like that, salary.com, if there is one, out there. <laughs> you know, it's, it had a range. Which was, I mean, you could say, OK, cool. You could look up a specific position, had a range. But when asking questions, all right, is this is this range for? You know, let's just take gaming for example. Is this range for something in Las Vegas, or is this something for non-Vegas? And obviously, there would be two different numbers based on that. So, I mean, um, it, it, it's really good to have and know that there is uh, something out there, like you know, the data that you guys put together for for organizations. Because, yeah, a three percent increase obviously isn't the best, but having the right data to make the right decisions also important as well. So, yeah, appreciate I think it's that. important
2: to also note, West, that compies has all kinds of budget planning information available and looking at kind of how micro decisions, you know, you're talking about how they're just pulling this little bit of data and that little bit of data and maybe departmentally making these little micro decisions without understanding how having the right data not only saves you money, it saves you from having to make less of those little micro decisions. And then later on down the line, what the financial impact of all of those micro decisions were and whether or not they end up having to spend more money to kind of undo some of that. Um, And so I think COMPI's, and it's definitely the tribal survey as well. It's really important that the data is good. And it's bedded and it's solid. And both of those tools are definitely going to provide that.
0: Also talking about making a macro across the board decision of a 3% increase, you also need to think about the impact of what that does with pay equity. Are you causing disparity or are you causing pay compression when you do something of that nature? Again, you know I, we can't stress enough why it's important to use a, a great tool to help you compare and take a look at everyone's data to make the right decisions for everyone.
2: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think it's fair to say that salary compression is the number one problem right now um, across the board, no matter which tribe you are, what size you are and what region of the, the nation you're in. Everyone is having this issue and it it definitely requires the right consultants, the right approach and, you know, to make sure one, your dollars are spent well, and two, that you're being put on track for something that is realistic and sustainable.
1: Yeah, I was, I was just going to mention to you that for those of you listening, uh, but we did have a, a, a previous recording with our human resource consultant crew talking about salary compression. So if you want to go back and listen to that, there is definitely a, a good definition of what that is. So uh, those are good points. Now, you know, obviously, when, when, when you're hiring and maintaining your workforce, salary isn't the only factor, as you, as you mentioned. So there's other other factors, you know, uh, that are also a part of making these decisions. As we kind of go into you know, part of what your article talks about, you know, uh, tapping into motivation, what are some of the other factors involved? You know, what would be, let's just say, if, if, it, if an organization can't, you know, necessarily meet the market, which is generally the case for tribal entities for the most part, especially in rural areas. What are maybe um, some of the tactics they can use or just maybe things to think about that would keep the good employees and attract good employees as well?
0: I'll start on this topic. And uh, Taryn is also an expert in this area. But it's it starts with wowing individuals. So it is important from day one of that candidate's life cycle through their onboarding all the way through their offboarding that you are thinking about their experience. And are you demonstrating to these candidates and these hires that you do have a positive culture in your organization and I'm going to tell you right now, yes, culture is a benefit. It doesn't have a dollar figure attached to it um, or dollar cost, but it definitely has a dollar benefit because it does help you attract and retain folks. Um, The other thing that I think is really, really important is to promote what you do offer your employees. Um, and your candidates from a benefits package, a total rewards package. It's not just talking about healthcare, but it's talking about all of those benefits, even the soft benefits, and putting a dollar figure around it. So, for example, if um, you know, offer as your tribe, um, daycare services? Do the candidates really know what that means from a dollar figure back to them? Um, If you offer a 401k match, which again is very important from a people competition standpoint, do they actually understand the value of that match and that it's free money? It's little things like that to promote it, to help employees understand it, and constantly be talking about it, um, and and demonstrating that you're offering a great totals rewards package as well as a
3: great culture. Taryn, yeah, yeah, and the employment experience is huge right now, and. That's really what's going to set one organization or one tribe um, from another is that experience that the employee gets from the moment they apply through your um, HRIS system um, to their interview process. And then that onboarding process, once they're selected, um, those things really set the stage for their experience through the whole process of being employee. At the organization. Um, another, another big one that I think that's here, you know, you think about benefits and you think about um, leave benefits are really big, um, PTO, sick leave, things like that. But employers can really set themselves apart um, with having additional benefits like um, mental wellness leave, um, different, different things, wellness programs, things that employees can really benefit from um, that can help with like, burnout and things that we're seeing a lot in our organizations um, where employees are just they've they just need a break and so offering benefits like these really can go a long way with that employment experience
2: and to that point Taryn I think another thing that comes up that I've experienced with a lot of rural tribes is kind of coming up with alternatives for what you can't offer so I know housing is a real struggle sometimes for rural tribes. So, being able to offer remote or hybrid job positions or, or remote options for certain job positions certainly opens up the
3: candidate pool. Absolutely, it does. Remote work is huge right now.
1: The other component is, um, you know, obviously we're with tribes and, and, and whatnot. Is, is if any you could speak on maybe just more on the what is the importance of calls cross-culture training? You know, um, I know that the organization that, you know, I, I sit on the board with, that's,
0: you know, something that's important. So, um, you know, management has set up
1: a, just a good, like you said, I, I think it probably comes in the onboarding process and just say, okay, this is the type of organization you work for. This is, you know, some things that they value, um, uh, maybe can elaborate a little more on that of if, if what you've seen out in the market. If if there is one, or if there isn't, then what would be something that would be ideal if you will, just for listeners, you know, maybe, maybe somebody from an executive here listening today might, might think of, okay, well, hi maybe <laughs> this is something I have thought about, uh, you know, so.
3: Uh Wes, that's a that's a great question. I think that there are some tribes that are doing a really good job of this. Um, and it really comes in that employment experience again. So your onboarding processes, um having um you know all employee orientations, um, doing those kind of things with your employees to just Talk about your culture. Um, most of our tribal organizations have a historical preservation office. Um, they usually have all the tools they need. And it's just a matter of getting getting those people together, even if it is just having them record something um, to share with the employees through your HRIS system or your training modules, if you have one, um, so that those employees that maybe aren't tribal members can get in tune with what your culture is all about. And I think Think that's really important, and a good good way for tribes to um, get that information out there for their new employees or even potential employees as a marketing tool.
1: Right, right. I know that you said you know remote work. You know, obviously everybody's really adjusting to that now, and it's it's basically the norm, and probably going to be the norm moving forward. for For those you know who are listening in today, that are probably in the uh, HR department or whatnot, maybe even finance. You know, is there any future maybe changes in law or compliance that you can foresee maybe that provide just some insight to kind of prepare for, you know, you obviously could easily, I, I know that in public accounting now uh, what we've experienced is a lot of East coast and West coasts, uh, firms taking a lot of talent from the mid Midwest because that's you know something they can do. They can offer higher salaries and such. So that's obviously um, working across state minds. So I, I'm not sure if if there's anything at the moment, or maybe can elaborate a little more on that, just to prepare. And if anybody's listening, in to, to reach out, you know, if you do have an issue, you know. So
3: well,
0: I'd, I'd first like to just say that. The actual number of remote opportunities are on the decline. I think a lot of employers are pulling their employees back into the office, some on a full-time basis, and some are thinking creative and on a hybrid basis, but there are less and less of those opportunities. But interestingly, the demand for remote work is still very, very high. And for tribes, again, to be able to attract and retain the best and brightest people, they're going to have to be creative. And I don't envision that there will be changes in any laws or regulations um, that we haven't already seen with this movement with remote work. However, I think tribal employers need to be very cognizant of the challenges and the things that they need to do if they're offering remote um, positions. So for example, Are tribes complying with the circuit core and possibly some of the and local level requirements um, in the event of waivers for employees who work in different states? And that's something they really need to be cognizant of. Um, They also need to make certain that they're doing state payroll tax and unemployment tax registrations. So it's another added burden to employers. And even some of the things that I've ran into employers not thinking about is that does your health care plan or your workers comp plan cover workers who live and work in different states? And do you understand the tax consequences if employers, employees move internationally, or if they're living in another state. um, And how do you pay them if they're living in one state, they're working in another state? Um, You really need to understand all that because that can really get complex in ensuring that you're compliant. And oh, by the way, I'd love to go live internationally. The Caribbean is on my mind.
1: (laughs) I know, right? I know this is totally true um well as we as we get to wrap up here i, I definitely appreciate um, all your time sam laurel and taryn you know this is um great information um we really do want to um uh, put out there for those of you that are listening that there, there are a multitude of factors that you know uh come into your decision making process when really dealing with all your uh, your human resource capital and making sure you retain them, you do the right things to retain them. How do you attract uh, new talent? And then as a, as a, kind of finance person, I guess, if you will, uh, what you need to take into consideration when going into your next budget cycle, what you need to think about when um, making those, those uh, strategic, you know, increases in pay and whatnot. So you know, once again, you know, for those of you listening, please reach out to our human resource consulting team uh, that would be more than willing to help you. Uh, Sam, I would go ahead and turn it over any any last minute thoughts, last, last thoughts for before we close today.
0: Um, yes, we're here to help. We have lots of tools and we have some amazing consultants who can really help you navigate through these processes, answer your questions and make it easy for you. Um, you know, this is a very comp- complicated subject or set of subjects. and we're here to help kind of ease that burden off of you. And because we are able to bring in the expertise.
1: Yeah. I know we barely probably skimmed the top or maybe not even skim. So <laughs> my, my knowledge on all this is, is, is kind of limited, but definitely something important. Yeah.
0: Uh, important and something, the topics. and something to remember also, um, are all THERP certified. So we're tribal HR professionals. So we understand tribes, um, which is something that you really don't find in other HR consulting practices. So we would really invite you to just even have a needs call with us and we can talk about what we can do for you um, and based on what your needs are.
1: All right, well, hey, thank you. I appreciate all your time and uh, looking forward to talking again. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Wes. Wes. Thank you, Wes. Thank you for listening.
3: We hope this time has benefited you. For more information or to connect, please visit REDW.com.